Hello and welcome back to the show. Once again, it is me, your host, Monteek, and this is episode two of Teak Talk. If you haven't caught episode one, um, I highly recommend you go back and listen to it. That one is one about community. It dovetails into this one really well. But welcome in, because this episode is about a little something different. A little story time to start off with, as always. I am at McDonald's picking up my meal and I'm in line at a random thought of the whole pay it forward thing. So I was like, you know what? Sure. I go and pay for one behind me as well. So I did that. Look behind this little silver sedan, pay for the food. What I always do in McDonald's, I don't know if you knew this and they have to do it by the way, at least that's what they told me. When you go to McDonald's, always ask for fresh fries. You don't have to ask for unsalted fries to get them fresh. Just ask for fresh salted fries and they'll hook you up went ahead and did that so i have to go up to the next window so i'm sitting at that window the little silver car right behind me is still there so i get my fries i peel off and at the same time they're pulling off too i guess he just got their food okay cool so i'm headed home and i'm noticing that this silver car has followed me through two turns so i'm not thinking nothing of it happens a lot here it's a small town five minutes have passed i take a couple more turns and now it's getting a little concerning because like, all right, this person might be following me. But there's a pizza shop right by my spot. So I'm like, you know what? You just got food. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to pull off in this pizza shop and park in the parking lot and just see what you do. Park in the parking lot. The car parks behind me. Okay, now we're getting interested. Now things are getting a little spicy, right? Looking at my rearview mirror, and because I'm like, they don't know if I'm getting pizza or not. I could be picking up pizza to go with my McDonald's meal as well. So, get out the car, and I look behind, and this lady gets out. I don't know, this younger, white lady, probably late 20s. So, <laughs> she gets out, and she walks over, and when you could tell she didn't realize, like, because I get out the car after she did or whatever. And she was, like, surprised to see me. So she's like, oh, and I was like, fuck. So <laughs> she goes, she walks over. She's like, oh, I just want to thank you. So she gives me the whole spiel. She, you know, just so happened she left her wallet at home and she was going to tell the little McDonald's worker guy to, hey, she ain't got the bread right now. She's going to have to swing back by, hold on to him, whatever, whatever she was going to tell him. And just so happened that I paid for her meal and took care of that for her, you know, so she wanted to thank me. And I'm like, you didn't have to follow me for 10 minutes. So, but she thanked me for that. She's like, oh, wow, you're so well-spoken. Let's put a pin in that. Okay. So I feel like a lot of times we are quick to place labels on people. We're we're really quick to uh, demonize people, too, that don't necessarily agree with everything that we say and do. And I think... That's why, like in today's society, you see a lot of family separating from family, good friends separating from good friends, and it's all because of these misunderstandings and these labels, and we're not really taking the time out to really see what people mean by the things they say and what they do. Uh, that was that was a lot of that during the last presidency, that if you supported, you know, <laughs> the, the, what do they call him, the, uh, the bad orange man, if you supported him then all of a sudden you were basically akin to a nazi so it was either that or you know either you're with me or you're a nazi and i had never even you know before that 
you you'd never just seen anything like that. So it was just a lot of bad faith people on both sides of that. And you just saw it a lot because people weren't taking the time to even try to understand each other. So I'll just say it like this. Everybody has their own biases. Everybody believes what they believe. But let me tell you this right now. To you listening, you are no better than a Nazi. That feeling you have right there is the point of this entire podcast. What I want you to do is bottle that up and I want you to keep it because that's what this is all about. Now, are you actually better than a Nazi? I would hope so, but who knows? Maybe you are, maybe you're not. That's not even the point. The point is that when you heard that, when you heard that label put upon you, you had a reaction that had you put your walls up and want to attack that point of why you are, of course, better than a Nazi. Because that's the one thing I think everybody can agree on is that the Nazis were bad. Hell, the Nazis were so bad that neo-Nazis even have to deny that the Holocaust happened because even for them, that's a touch too far. Just think about that for a second. But what does understanding each other have to do with stuff like labeling people with racism, homophobia, and Nazism, whatever it is? Well, it's all about the labels that we place on people and how most of the time we try to challenge somebody's reality instead of searching deeper and understanding those people. So there's a quote that goes, replace labeling others by discovering who they are. I think that's really important because when we label people, we label people off the most mundane of things sometimes, off of one line of a tweet or one statement or a like or anything, right? And some people don't even take the time to really look at it and see what those people truly mean by what they're saying. It could be something at the workplace. So, for instance, one of the worst things I've ever heard at the workplaces I was at is somebody said, how does a black woman know that she's pregnant? And the answer is that she takes out her tampon and the cotton has been picked. Now, obviously, we know the connotations of that joke. Don't need to explain that. But it's not necessarily a funny joke, but usually your response to that, like somebody's response to that generally to say like, hey, you know, that's not cool. That's racist. But what do you think the person who told that joke is going to respond with? They'll be like, oh, you know, it's just a joke. You're a snowflake. Why are you being so sensitive? You're woke. Why are you doing, pulling the race car? All of that stuff. And that's all because you use what you felt like was an appropriate label to describe what they said. And now you're the one being labeled as too sensitive. So over time, you might hear jokes like that or ones that are sexist, homophobic, whatever. And you become, quote unquote, that person who calls everything out and gets sensitive or butthurt. Or you could be the person that lets everything ride and laugh along with those jokes. Well, the thing is, both of those options are objectively wrong. Not necessarily that it's wrong to call those people out, but there's a way of helping them call themselves out. So I feel like by jumping to label somebody, you're basically taking the horse to the water and forcing their head in the lake. It's like trying to make them drink, and that's really going to work. Now, are you supposed to call out racism, sexism, homophobia, all that stuff? Of course. And that's why instead of giving somebody a label right off the bat, you allow them, again, to label themselves. And how do you do that? Well, sometimes the smartest thing you can do is play stupid. And by play stupid, I mean 
asked the shortest, most important, yet most under-asked question in the English language, which is, why? Let's be real. Overly racist jokes like the one I told or overly overt homophobic sexist jokes are pretty rare these days. Like you might hear one, but it's very rare that you will. Usually right now you hear something that is subtle, something like, oh, you're pretty for a black girl or going back to the beginning to that story. Somebody saying, oh, you're so well spoken. Where it's like you almost pause to wonder why somebody would say something like that. Or what their, you know, thoughts of whoever it may be is. Like black people, gay people, whatever that may be, right? So one thing that I did when that happened to me was, you know, I took it in a stride. I didn't feel like it was done in a malicious way. So what I said was, oh, what do you mean by that? So basically the story is that she had dated many a black guy in her um in her day. and. I was the only one to speak the way that I speak. So I was like, oh, nice to meet you. Anyway, I'm going to go. So that's how that conversation ended. And it was just one of those things where it was like, it's so quick to be like, that was some racist shit. But when you give a person a chance to actually explain themselves and what they mean by stuff, most of the time it's not going to be either it's not going to be what you thought it was or it's not going to be as bad as you thought it was. And that's why I put in labels on people. And not at least digging a little bit deeper to understand what they mean is harmful in itself. Because we do nothing but harm ourselves by not digging deeper and not looking for the meaning of what they actually say. Like once you throw out there to, hey, you're racist or you're homophobic or you're transphobic or whatever it may be. Once you throw that word out there. All that person's going to do is they're going to think that you're attacking them and they're going to go on the defensive regardless. Just like when I said that you know better than a Nazi earlier. That's what happens. But and at that point, it's just an argument back and forth. Both of you are just going at each other and nobody's listening to each other. And that's why we have to normalize. Asking why. And actually listen for that answer and try to gain an understanding of where they're coming from. Maybe they don't have a good answer. And that's time to tell them, hey, this is how that comes off. This is why that's not cool. Right. Or maybe they can have a totally different definition of something you thought was really bad. It could really go either way. But the thing is. When we. We have to learn how to listen. To listen. And to listen to understand without listening to just respond. Like we start interrupting people like we're a lawyer on TV. Then we hit them with that gotcha moment. And But how many times does that really work, right? It doesn't. It becomes contentious. And like I said, it's just a full-blown argument. Nobody's listening. So by listening to somebody and actually trying to understand where they're coming from, they can even give you a new perspective on what they were saying. And that's the key. You know, you want to be as open listening as you want to be listened to that way you're both being heard and you're both having a conversation. It's not a verbal sparring match because at that point you can point out why that racist joke is distasteful or why saying you're well-spoken to a person of color can be felt as racist. It's just like that horse earlier, instead of taking them to the water and trying to force their head in and drink it, 
which is labeling, you can just bring the, you can have them bring themselves to the water, and it goes down a lot better that way. So again, let's normalize asking why, because at the end of the day, as much as what we do matters, what matters even more is why we do it, and understanding has always been the key. So, for example, what if I were to tell you there's a person who was a wanted fugitive and they abducted 300 people from their homes at gunpoint. We're talking men, women, children. Abducted them all from their homes at gunpoint. Took them across the border to into another country, again, at gunpoint, while threatening to kill them if they turned to go back home. What would you think about that person? What would you label that person? Again, this is a fugitive from the law. Abducted 300 people from their homes at gunpoint took them across to another country and threatened to kill them if they turned to go back home. What is that person? Most people say that's a human trafficker and say it should be locked up and throw away the key, right? And that's why the key is to understand the why of it all. Because that person actually existed. And that person is celebrated to this day to the point where they'll have their face on the $20 bill in the year 2030. That person's name was Harriet Tubman. 19 trips, free 300 slaves. The why always matters. So let's be more inclined to ask people why, no matter how obvious it might seem their intentions are, because the conversation that can come from asking why someone is saying something or is much more powerful and less offensive than just labeling somebody and throwing away that key. It's just too easy to dismiss somebody and throw them to a pile and be done with it. But through listening to understand, we can accomplish some wonders. I'm going to leave you with this story. There's a black gentleman by the name of Daryl Davis who, be- who befriended multiple Ku Klux Klan members with one purpose, asking them why do they hate him without knowing him. As of 2017, he had convinced over 200 KKK members to give up their robes. He even speaks about now how he receives Klan robes in the mail from people who learned about him through YouTube and other ways and just changed their ways, right? So what he would do is he would sit with them and he would allow them to spew whatever vitriol, insults, and falsehoods they had about black people and whatever other people that they hated in that moment. And instead of trying to destroy their hard set reality, he did something else. He gave them a new perception because his whole thought was your perception And what you perceive is your reality. I'm never going to change your reality. But what I can change is I can give you a new perception that can then become your new reality. And that's what he would do. Where they were looking for a fight and they were looking for him to punch back on the things that he was saying. He offered them an olive branch. Where they were looking at and looking for anger. He gave them patience. And because of that, 200 Klansmen are now former Klansmen. He found the why. And through them confronting their own prejudices through the conversation, they found understanding in which turn changed their minds. But if he just labeled them as racist and never tried to lend out that olive branch, there's at least 200 people out there that probably would have caused harm in one way or another to a person of color. But because of Daryl's dedication to his cause, he was able to change lives for the better in ways he may never even fully understand himself. So let's be more like Daryl 
and a search for understanding even in the people that we don't like. Because if we don't, just like you find like-minded people and community, they do too. And the last thing we want is for hate to burn bright when understanding can extinguish it where it stands. And that's all for today. But you know what? It's Friday. We're going to have no homework today. Just make sure that you work on listening to understand and not to respond and watch your conversations turn out much better. Appreciate you for listening. And until next time, peace.